Hey guys, I just wanted to bring your attention. We are going to be running a free masterclass on February 23rd at 6 p.m. UK time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern time. If you're looking for more qualified leads, if you want more visibility, if you want to increase your income, I'm going to be sharing a masterclass where you can create and build your own digital summit. Now, I had zero experience when I launched this a couple of years ago, but we managed to master this. Three summits later, we've managed to make over six figures. We've managed to create 5,000 qualified leads, and we've managed to get on the front cover of some of the most reputable magazines in the world. So if you're interested in learning more, click on the link below and join our free masterclass on February 23rd. It's a free masterclass, it's an absolute no-brainer. You have nothing to lose, and hopefully you'll get some great information. See you there, take care. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today, we have a great show lined up for you guys. I'm actually hanging out with my good friend, V. Roberts. Now, me and V actually go back quite a number of years. I think I've known V for probably about eight to 10 years. And, and I remember actually, I remember this because she reached out to me through social media. She liked some of the things that I was doing. She invited me to a talk in London. We're going back a long time. I can't remember for no, I can't remember for no God sense whereabouts in London it was. It was just like some random place where I'd never had any clue to. But anyway, who <laughs> but anyway, who is she? Well, basically, she is uh she actually started off her business with just a hundred quid back in 2013. I mean, a hundred quid really doesn't get you very far these days. Um, but she's a, a brand marketing practitioner, she's an author, she's a coach. She's been featured in multiple uh, media outlets, Sky, Metro, BBC, London Radio, and that kind of stuff. And she's a really authentic person. She's also, you know, a, uh, she's been a single mum uh, of four kids as well. And, you know, what I love about V is that she's really kind of stepped up and really, you know, balancing family life, right? Being a single mum as well as running a business. Now, multiple businesses, it has its challenges. I totally get it. And I know some of the listeners that are listening here, you know, you are parents, including me. I've got four kids as well. Don't even go there. Let's not even go there. Um, <laughs> but what are we going to be talking about today, ladies and gentlemen? We're going to be talking a little bit about content marketing. I think it's one of those hot topics, which I love to talk about. We haven't really spoken about too much about content marketing, but we're going to be talking a little bit about how to generate leads from content marketing. But we're also going to be talking a little bit about how to monetize that content uh, so that you can effectively grow your businesses and scale even more. Uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit about some tips and strategies if you are already new to this, but also if you're, in ex if you're experienced as well. So without further ado, welcome to the show, V. Hello, thank you for having me. It's all good, it's all good, it's all good. All right, um, so uh, love to uh, love to kind of really drill drill in here and stuff like that. And, you know, it's interesting because we've known each other a long time. We haven't spoken too much in the last sort of years. I mean, you know, we just, you know, with entrepreneurs and as business owners, you just kind of, you know, you just kind of go through 
life, don't you? Do you know what I mean? But it's it's good to see you. And I mean, how's life just out of curiosity? Yeah, it's good. I mean, obviously we've all experienced the pandemic in some way. Um, and yeah, I'm, 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 I'm feeling very positive about this year. Um, I was also positive still during the pandemic, but I think this year is a, a, a year of growth, a, a major rate for me particularly, because I'm very focused on specific products and, and, and projects. Um, and I've actually removed myself from, from my international retreat, which I usually do every year, as you probably remember, yeah. uh, because of all of the kind of skepticism around whether or not we can travel and travel requirements. So yeah, things have changed, but in a good way, in a good yeah. way. Very cool. Very good. Well, listen, I want to really kind of like go into this because I know this is kind of like your playing field around marketing and content marketing and, and things like that. But let's talk a little bit about that because I want to talk about the basics of content marketing more specifically, you know, and about getting it right. Because I know that I used to get it wrong a lot. Do you know what I mean? I used to kind of think, oh, do you know what? If I create one piece of content, you know, I haven't got time to then go create like this piece of content or this piece of content or whatever it is. But I just love to kind of really talk about the basic foundations of creating really good content that resonates with the audience and then gets people excited. So I'd love to kind of uh, jump in here. So in terms of like creating really good content, first of all, I would say that it's very important that your listeners are aware content is not the same thing as social media. So content is the audio, content is the speech, content is the radio interview, content is the opportunity that you've got to do a webinar, uh, it's a podcast, it's offline and online. Content is not social media. Got so it. social media is the vehicle or the platform in which you deliver content. It's one way of delivering content, but the two are very different. Um, I guess the way to make the content sound most sexy is to really describe it as the thing that can help you to build your online and offline community. The way that I've done that myself is by doing podcasts, by doing webinars, by doing interviews. Um, I have a whole load of content that I share online for free via my YouTube channel. Um, so I've used video marketing. I have an email marketing list that I've used to deliver my content. But what's really good about content is that it's really helped to, one, help me get more visible because the better your content is, the further it's going to go, the more people are going to engage and right. share and interact. And secondly, it's helped me to build brand credibility because I'm very opinionated. So <laughs> I use content in a way that, can establish my thoughts, if you like, can really put me out there as someone who, when everybody's going left, I have given my reason for going right and I've backed it up with rationale. That makes complete sense. So it's sense. a really great, great way to, to build your profile, be visible, and obviously convert people quicker because they know more about you through the content that you share. So they're more likely to buy or inquire. Yeah, because, you know, it's interesting because I'm glad that you brought this up, the whole kind of like benefits of content marketing because I always felt like, when I first got into like the whole kind of creating content, I really couldn't understand like what the point was. Do you understand what I mean? Like what, yeah. you know, and, and what was the kind of, I know this sounds like really left brain type of thing, but it's kind of like, you know, what, what is, what is my ROI? Like if I, if I've written this article, what's the point to it all? Do you know what I mean? It's, I totally get that. I mean, the thing is, and I, and that, that's, a, that's a thought process that a lot of entrepreneurs go through. What is the point of me doing a blog post? What's the point of me, you know, having an interview, but it's, it's not just the, the point of it. It's what is the outcome? Because if you do a blog post and you, 
you know, you share it consistently or you've got a way to automate it or you've got a way to, um, you know, put it in front of lots of people, then, you know, you can get really good outcomes from that if you're doing it consistently. And it's the same kind of thing for a landing page or a lead page or, you know, you're trying to get email subscribers so you get them to sign up for some information. That information is your content. So in the long term, you would hope that the positive outcome is sales or more subscribers or, you know, people inquiring because they're interested about your service or your product. You know, it's an interesting point, actually. And one thing that came to my mind was, you know, and this is how it kind of how I convinced myself that content was the right thing to do was it's 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 basically like a box of assets. Do you know what I mean by that? Like the more assets that you've got, the more valuable you become as a person, but also your business, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's I wouldn't say there's one form of content that, that is over the other, but I think in terms of consumption of content and also in terms of creating the content, mm-hmm. anything that can be done on a mobile phone, you're winning. Yeah. Because, you know, most, most entrepreneurs, we've got our devices out, you know, we're scrolling through the feeds, we're listening, we're on the move. So any content that can be delivered via, you know, audio, video, email, mobile phone, social media it is great. And there are, there are many other forms of content, but I definitely feel those are the strongest ones, um, certainly statistically um, showing uh, to be the most strongest ones at the moment. Cool. Very good. Uh, so and here's an interesting question, actually. One thought that came to my mind was I've created loads of content. I do it on a regular basis. I'm consistent in what I do, but I'm not getting the results. What's some of the reasons why maybe someone is not getting the results that their expectations are are being met? One thing, which actually I just posted about, is clarity. So we don't have clarity in who we're trying to target. So therefore the content is trying to target everybody instead of a specific audience or a specific customer type the second thing is um we're not committed to being consistent so we might produce content and as i said just now with the blog post or even with a social media post we post it once we give up because we think oh my goodness nobody responded you know no one's watching my lives but actually if you're committed to the cause then you understand that that one piece of content that you've produced could be repeatedly in different ways, in different formats, on different platforms, reshared and repurposed and really give some very good outcomes. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest challenges I see entrepreneurs having is they churn out lots of new content. Instead of just focusing on one type of content or one type of offer or one platform. So we're trying to do all things all at once. Yeah. So I would definitely say clarity, understanding why you're doing what you're doing, having an offer that you share consistently, offering value. Because if you don't offer value, you won't get the shares, you won't get the visibility. Mm. And also having that commitment. So understanding that it's not going to be an overnight success. Right. Unless, you, unless you're buying fake followers and stuff like that, which I am totally against. Yeah. Um, then it is going to be, you know, a bit of a long game. And you've got to be patient and consistent, yeah. you know. And um, then, then it comes. I've got clients that have been working with me um, for over a year now, one in particular. And... Um, she started off from my coaching program, then she did one-to-one with me, then she went back to six months with me. And that was all in the space of a year and a half, in, in all honesty. And she messaged me this week and she said, B, I'm completely sold out on my products and services until June, June this year. So that's she's been completely booked. And she was getting those results from before, but and that's because she was consistent and committed. But she always held on to the fact that if you're patient, Whilst you might get some immediate results, which all of my clients do if they listen, 
the biggest results come after several mini steps that you might have to take to get there. So if that means producing a few blog posts over a long period of time, if that means doing a a live once a month, you've got to have that patience and self-belief that actually that content will convert, but you've got to have a magical formula, which I can talk about a bit later if if you you decide to ask me. But you've got to have that understanding that it won't just convert straight away. There are definitely things that we need to um, adhere to, if you like, or at least consider to get good outcomes. Some good points there. And I I think that we as entrepreneurs and and as business owners, especially if we're new to content marketing, right? You have this kind of like expectation or should we say this kind of like this mindset of like instant gratification, which really pisses me off actually, because, you know, like you'd mentioned about the fact that, you know, you can't just expect one post, one article, whatever it is. And then suddenly it resonates with the whole freaking world and you've got a whole funnel of leads. It just doesn't work like that, does it? Absolutely not. And um, as I said, it's a long game and people have to really think about the end result. So if, if you've got, a, for example, that you might have a course or a summit that you want to promote, you know that your end goal, if you quantify it, might be to have 500 people at your summit or yeah. 5,000 people at your summit. You then have to work backwards, almost like reverse engineering to understand, okay, for me to get people in the summit that want to know about, you know, coaching or fitness training or whatever, I've got to share content that relates to coaching and fitness training so that I can build an online audience that resonates with the messaging so that when you do eventually over a time start making your offers they're already ready to buy they're warm yeah that's the bit that people don't really get they'll put out that post you know with their amazing offer and they haven't even thought about one who's in their following who is already connected to them that might buy and two where they are in terms of their buying pattern because not everybody's ready to buy straight away as I'm sure you and I know yeah, some people are on pages for, for months and years before they actually decide that you are the perfect fit for them. It's interesting, isn't it? And, 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 and you, you know, and I think you may, may mentioned some really important points uh, there, which is especially around the whole kind of like not everyone is willing to, whether it be invest in, you know, a seven quid or, or seven dollars offer. They might not be ready for any of that. They might just want to just be a sponge you know, suck all the great stuff in that you've created. And then when they're ready to then move forward, it'll be their decision. But the the fact of the matter is, is that you, I guess you built trust over time, which makes it more valuable from your perspective, right? Absolutely. Because the thing is, for me anyway, it's about quality rather than quantity. So I'd much rather have 10 followers or 10 people in a group than that are very engaged and you know, ready to take action, ready to level up with their branding and marketing rather than 10,000 who are literally just sitting there lurking and inactive. So so I think it just depends on your objectives. And with content marketing, if you've got a plan, you know, using that example of the summit or, you know, workshop, if you've got a plan for growth so that you can build up momentum and build up interest and have people, you know, literally on your tip of your tongue waiting for you to say the word buy now, that's a great place to be. And that's, that should be what happens with content. It should be created to, to generate inquiries and attract customers. Love it. Very cool. It's community building. So very good. Some, some, some good points there. So let's talk a little bit about, I mean, listen, we've got so many tools and resources at the, just, just in our hand. It's, it's amazing how much is so much available compared to like five, if not 10 years ago, which is insane. But let's just talk about, like, for example, I remember the back in the day 
when I also, also I used to think, oh, do you know what? I need to write a, another bloody article. And I used to detest hating. I, I'm not really a big writing fan, right? Because I take content and I love to create content in audio and video forms, but the technology wasn't there back then. Do you know what I mean? Like now mm -hmm. it's much more widely available. But let's just talk a little bit about the different types of content which is out there right now that people could potentially use. And yeah. how can they... I suppose, how can they leverage that, you know, because there are, there is a lot of great tools out there now and, yeah. and, you know, where should people start in terms of like the content creation side of stuff? All right, I'm going to say something which might go against the grain because as you probably know, I'm not a textbook marketeer. I teach not. what I know. <laughs> right? So first thing I would say is video marketing, whether it's using your face or your client's face or your customer's face or your staff's face, videos work. And even if you're not showing faces, voiceover over images, anything moving, animated graphics, they're a big thing. And you can teach, you can do demos, you can do FAQs, you can do live webinars using video. The first place you want to put your video is YouTube. A lot of people think it's social media. It's actually YouTube. The more content you can get on YouTube, the better for you. YouTube is owned by Google. YouTube has now got YouTube Shorts, which are basically enables you to record, you know, 15, 60 seconds worth of content. So it's basically like Instagram stories. Right. It's basically the same as like a TikTok. In fact, you can upload TikToks and Reels onto YouTube Shorts. Okay. So that's a really big thing for this year. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to catch on to that, um, certainly in terms of people who want to monetize their brands. Um, another really important thing is audio. So if you are not wanting to use video, audio and you can create audio on platforms that are free so let's talk about spotify let's talk about itunes let's talk about soundcloud let's talk about google play right my first uh, platform that i did my zooms on my um podcasts on was soundcloud so the inspire oh. your biz platform was used via soundcloud and oh. my daughter who now works at the bbc doing journalism and multimedia she launched my podcast via uh, zoom so I would record a few episodes, but she interviewed lots of people, some really famous people, actually. I won't name drop any of them, but some very well-known people were on the podcast when it first started. She did that using Zoom, and she yeah. kind of edited it at uni because that's how yeah. she started. Sure. But nowadays, we, you and I, we can create via Zoom audio. Zoom allows you to then convert that file to a sound file or a video file, depending on how you record it. Yeah. So that then doubles up as a video and an audio. And if you've got something like Anchor FM, as in Anchor, Sale, Anchor, yep. Anchor FM will distribute your podcast everywhere for you, except for SoundCloud. But, you know, I think most people want to be on Spotify and iTunes. So if you want to get on that quickly, if you don't want to show your face using video, then go for audio. Um, so I would say video and audio, definitely. And then in terms of social media, very easy, very quick to use, you know, and you've got just need a Wi-Fi connection and a decent camera, to be fair, and you're laughing. So I would definitely say, depending on the product or service that your listeners have, you know, um, will determine where they might want to present themselves. And also, depending on the audience that you want to attract, depending on the age of the audience, depending on where statistics show they are most active, but also depending on your preferences. Not everybody wants to be on Instagram and post pictures. Not everybody wants to show their face. So some platforms are more visual than others. Um, so I would definitely say just think wisely about social media. But social media, audio, um, you've got things like Clubhouse and, and you know, 
different things you can run on. And then, of course, automated webinars as well are really good for, for, for ongoing lead generation um, and, you know, landing pages where you exchange information, you know, the ebook, the video series. Very good as well in terms of distributing content quickly yep. using automation. So wow. just to, to wrap up this point, with content, when you're producing content, you can use tools like Hootsuite, Buffer, Later.com, Tailwind, um, Planoly. Even within the platforms themselves, you've got like um, within Pinterest, you can schedule within Pinterest. You can schedule within um, Facebook, Facebook Business Suite. So all of those things will help you to distribute your content online, right? Yeah. I could go on and on about this, but you know, <laughs> I just, I'll just keep that brief. Those are the key things. Video, audio, online marketing, social media marketing, email, which I didn't say. And of course, making sure you automate and um, just think through what you do before you rush into using social media. Yeah. And I suppose the, uh, and I don't know about your um, sort of uh, opinions about this, but I always thought that email marketing was dead until kind of the last sort of 18 months, but it's not, it's complete. It's actually switched, um, you know, because we're in the age of connection, right? Like as human beings, as, as social animals, we want to feel like we're kind of being looked after and we kind of want to have this nurturing about us. I mean, you know, in terms of, you know, creating content and stuff, what, you know, for people that are just creating content, What's how important is it to make sure that there's a is does it does there need to be a call to action within the content? Does it? I mean, tell us more about like where does the content need to be, and maybe some ideas about like where what we need to do to facilitate conversations. Yeah. So first of all, I would say fully integrated marketing involves content, and we'll and we'll look at online and offline. Yeah. So email marketing, I'm a big advocate for that, and I think. Whether you're using Outlook or Gmail or MailerLite or MailChimp or, you know, Acuity, but, you know, Aweb or whatever, just try to coordinate something because we should be building lists. And some people yeah. will be totally against this advice, but here's, here's, here's my advice on this. When I started my business on £100, I didn't have a list. So I did my events, and you're aware because you spoke at one of them, and every event I did, I got people to opt in on paper Yep. to become part of a mailing list. And I, I said that, that by being part of that mailing list, you may receive communication from me. It would be tips. It might be the next event. It might be a video, the inspiration. And I got a very big mailing list from doing that. And I've never stopped growing that list. So I would say in terms of building a community, even if you've just got a Facebook group, yeah. it's really important to try and have some assets around that. So having email addresses, if someone gives you their email, it's like giving you a phone number and I don't give my phone number to everybody. So for somebody to give you their email at the back end of your website or on the back of you sending them, if it's a genuine email address, if you've sent them an ebook, for example, and they've exchanged with you, yeah. you should use it because there's a reason why that rich data has been shared with you. Mm. So um, my thing is, if you've got an email address, you can also then move from, them sending you sending them an email to then directing them to your latest video on YouTube to then directing them to your latest blog on your website, then directing them to, you know, your webinar. And that's how you nurture quality relationships. Yep. So I've had email marketing at the center of my strategy for the last nine years, because everything I do is about communication, keeping people informed, yep. educating, inspiring, and also selling. Let me not beat around the bush. I want to sell. Yeah. And the, the best way to sell is to build genuine relationships and have a two-way dialogue. And I'll give you an example. When, when Instagram and Facebook went down very recently, 
there were lots of people that were like, oh my goodness, you know, it's gone down. What do I do? I had my emails. So I used email marketing and YouTube and I will, I didn't miss out a trick. But there are people that don't use email marketing and haven't even thought about setting up YouTube because they're so reliant on certain platforms. So they missed out. So my, my advice to you or your listeners is if you can do email, if you've got time, send an email. I've had clients that have sent one email on Independence Day in the USA, generated £4,000, which was a big deal for them at the time, in less than 24 hours. Nice. You know, and I've got the testimonies to prove it. Today, even, I had a client message the community that I coach in to say she sent her first email only offer and she made she made a sale within less than an hour. She's like, wow, you know, so it does work. And That's I right. sell a lot through emails. I actually wake up a lot of people that I didn't even know were in my email list. When I say the right thing, this is the thing. It's a, it's a long game, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. You know, it, it, it's interesting. I, um, uh, uh, In fact, let me ask you a quick question. If we're doing email marketing, what would you say the minimum amount of contacts you should contact your list would it be like fortnightly would it be monthly what's your thoughts on this any thoughts my honest recommendation is try what you can manage so if you can manage once a week do once a week the key to understanding what works with your list is the opening rate the data the feedback the amount of people that will unsubscribe is usually a very good indication Yes. That said, if you're only sending one email a month and you get loads of unsubscribers or you're sending one email every quarter and you're getting loads of unsubscribers, that's nothing to do with spam. That's because your content isn't necessarily hitting the mark. So it's a it's a mixture, I believe, of great content and timing. And again, the timing piece relates to who is in your list. True. True. So Again, if you've got that summit or your workshop, make sure your content relates to themes that will be looked at in your summit or your workshop so that when you make that, you know, request for, you know, buy now eight weeks down the line, they're ready to buy because yeah. you've already warmed them up in the emails. For for real. You know, but statistics one, will, will show a lot. It's interesting. I read a, an article recently and I didn't know I, 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 when I read it, I was, I was actually, I wasn't so surprised, but the article read that av- most people lose at least 20% of their list because of timing, because of not hitting the mark. How do you, be- how, how do you believe in that? Do you, do you, do you, do you kind of believe in that statistic statistics and, and what's your thoughts about that? Well, first of all, I would want to know where the source came from for that. But if it's a genuine source, I would find that definitely, you know, credible. Um, and I'm sure it, it has come from a good place. What I would say with stats is that we need to be just mindful that it depends on industry. And again, it depends on who's in your list, True. but, uh, my thing is, if you lose subscribers, it's actually a good thing because you want clean data. You want people in the list who actually want to receive yeah. your information. So if you have, you know, 2,000 people in your list and, and you know, two or 300 drop off over 12 months, it doesn't matter. Just no. communicate to the 800 or 700 that want to hear from you. True. You know? True. I love that. Some very good points there. Very cool. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's talk about repurposing content because I know that, it's a it's an interesting subject from my perspective. You know, you've got one piece of content. You're thinking, oh my god, I've got to create all these other pieces of content. How do we repurpose uh, content? What, what what do you advise some of your clients to do? Well, I also run a social media management agency, so I can advise based on what I know works. So the first thing is, if you have a client or if you yourself are you know stuck for time, 
if you've got videos, you can chop them up. So one video that might be a minute long could be chopped into several 15 second videos. Okay. But the trick is when you record the video, you allow space in between things that you say so that you can very easily edit the video with the tool like YouTube studio creator, um, or, you know, um, an editing tool like InShot as an example. So video content could be shortened further to become a YouTube short, to become a TikTok, to become a reel. Um, also, you can repurpose from reels to TikTok, remove the logo. That's debatable at the moment, but you know, <laughs> lots of things you can do with video marketing. Um, if you write a lot, then what you're writing can be put into pretty pictures and infographics, uh, which is basically like data and images that look fancy, fancy. Um, if you want to write an article that you might want to then repurpose into an audio, you can do that too. Um, and there are lots of different platforms to do that with. We're talking now, aren't we, on an audio? We've got an audio going on. You yeah. can extract something useful that I might say on this particular audio and put it into, you know, a, a sound gram. A sonogram, whatever it's called. No, it's not yeah. a sonogram. That's a health thing, isn't sound it? Soundbite. You know, sound that's it, a soundbite. <laughs> My brain, I need some more coffee. <laughs> so again, graphic that's got like the sound wave and there's not actually that you can't see the person talking, but it's an image, it's a graphic, it's a soundbite. So you can do that. And um, I think the biggest thing is if you do blog posts or you write articles, that's a good starting point. Because even if you just vlog instead of blog, you can extract a lot from what you say in a video, you can also extract a lot from what you might say in a blog. So then that could be pulled out into, you know, statistics, as I said, infographics, more videos, shorter videos. You know, it, 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 it's endless, really. Very cool. All right, very good. Um, now, I want to talk a little bit about, because we can have a, a diversity of different lessons from around the world. Some people are more experienced with content marketing. Others are not so experienced. So let's deal with the inexperienced people. If I, I, okay, V, you've convinced me, okay, I need to do some more content marketing, but I haven't got a clue where to start. Where, what, what's your best advice? That's a good question. Uh, starting point would be, what are your, what, what's your objective? So if you're online or offline, what do you want to achieve? What yeah. do you want your content to actually do? Do you want to just be providing information? Do you want to grow a list? Do you want to make sales? What's your end goal? Yeah. Secondly, who's your audience? So who are you producing that content for? Because if you don't know who you're producing the content for and you're trying to speak to the whole world, it's very, very likely that your message will be lost. All right? The third thing is, what are you saying? So in the content, you need consistency. Your message needs to be clear. If you're making an offer, it needs to be repetitive. Yeah, you need to have a strong message and you need to clearly communicate the benefits and features. Um, and then also, you really want to be thinking about how you're going to track what you're doing, the success of what you're doing. So yes, you might churn out you know, 10 posts a year, but how are they performing? I recently spoke to a lovely lady. She's got a very, you know, thriving business. Um, and she said, oh, yeah, I've got a VA and my VA does all these blog posts for me. And, you know, she does, you know, all these videos. And I said, that, that's brilliant. But do you have stats on how that content's performing? And she said, no, I kind of leave her to it. I don't really know what happens. And I thought, <laughs> so you're paying a VA to do that for you. They're doing it for you, but you don't actually know how it's performing. So my other final point for a beginner would be, Make sure that you are holding yourself accountable, looking at your data, and tracking your success. You've got clear, quantifiable objectives from the start. Going back to that example of the summit, yeah. if you want 60 bums on seats, how are you going to do that? How many 
posts do you need to do? How many people do you want to sign up? How many of those people do you want to then convert? And so on. Yeah, some good points there. I love it. Very cool. And I think you, I love the point about the numbers and the stats and statistics. So I think analytics, what gets managed gets measured, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, oh. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about, um, okay, so I'm, a, I'm an experienced content creator, right? And uh, listen, this is nothing new, right? The, the information that you're telling me is nothing new, but I really want to up my level. I really want to up my game. What are some of the things that you would advise for someone that is already creating content and done it for a little bit of a time, maybe not getting the results that, that, that they want to expect? What do you do in terms of like, you know, making, uh, advising them about reassessing you know, where they're at, you know, and, and things like that. What, what's your, what's your, what's your tips and advice there? So someone that creates a lot of content, the first thing I'd be saying is review what's been working well and what hasn't been working well. Anything that hasn't been working well, park it up or tweak it a little bit. Anything that has been doing well for you, do more of. So look at smarter ways of doing that. So if, for example, you've got a landing page and you've had a really high, you know, conversion on that landing page, produce more like that. Or look at actually doing more via automation or paid advertising. I think a lot of people stick with the organic route for a very long time. I'm one of them. And, um, <laughs> and then we realize, actually, no, I need to be doing a little bit more. So I think for those people, if you're like me, you have to make a decision on when you need to level up next. So give your, this is why the, it's important to have the boundaries with yourself in terms of what you're expecting to achieve and then what you're going to do when you've achieved that. Because we all know, right? When you've, when you've hit that success marker that you gave yourself, you then got another success marker, hopefully, True. if you're ambitious, True. that you want to achieve. So I, that, that's what I would suggest. Think about your um, wins. Think about things you haven't done so well and make a decision on what to focus on next and then consider what you can automate or what you can do as paid marketing and, and advertising, et cetera, to, to reach even wider audience. Very cool. And I like the whole point about the systemization because I think that's where a lot of people fail is systemizing and automating their business and you know because you could just take out so much stress away from you if you did all these things but uh it's it's some good points um i want to talk a little bit about overwhelm because i'm sure that you get a lot of your clients that come to me and say v this is great and i love it it's fantastic but oh my god i don't i, I don't have any time on my hands i've got kids i've got a husband to please or a wife to please or whatever it is like how do you deal with like I'm not going to call whingy, bitchy people that just consistently complain and make excuses, but how do you advise them about overwhelm? Well, the thing is, when clients come to me, if they're overwhelmed, that gets eradicated immediately because I'm someone that talks about flow and understanding your purpose. And without that sounding woo-woo, what that means to my clients when they work with me yeah. is they work at their own pace so that they can achieve the goals they want to achieve. Yeah. They're not worried about what anyone else is doing. They're not worried about, you know, she's selling more than me. He's more visible than me. They're doing what they need to do to get the outcomes that they want. Yeah. So often that means that we have to look at our availability. When are we available to get things done? Sometimes that might mean you block out time in your diary. So you may actually say, okay, Sunday evenings or, you know, Monday mornings, first thing, two hours, I'm going to produce some content. Um, and you might also do things like um, batch create content, save loads of images in the library, or pre-record lots of audios, as an example. But you've got to have systems and processes in place in order to reduce overwhelm, understand your priorities, make sure that you're very clear on what those priorities are, then write an action plan 
deliver that action plan and then track your success. That's how you produce, reduce overwhelm. It's just to get very clear on what you're doing and have a system that works for you, not on anyone else's terms. Love it. So very good. Some, some really good points there. I, I think you've made and, 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 you know, I, I won't, cause this is like, for me, this is like, you know, content marketing 101 type of thing, rather than kind of like a distinguish, a distinction between social media and, and content, which are two completely different subjects, by the way. Absolutely. Um, and, and the other thing is, as well as I, I don't know if you get clients and this with, with this kind of vanity metrics, which I absolutely detest. Yes. Um, does that fall into the same category of like content or is that kind of more guided towards like, you know, and, and, and again, it's a mindset more than anything else, but what's your thoughts on that? All right, I'm going to be again, a bit political with this, but I, I, I do not admire anyone who buys likes, buys followers, buys comments, does, you know, follow loops, like for that. Because at the end of the day, that's to do with ego. I call that ego metrics. Just today, I saw a very well-known influencer post something and within 33 minutes of posting, the individual had over 580 likes. Now, it doesn't bother me, but I was a little bit bored. I was having a bit of a chicken wrap. And I was like, oh, <laughs> let me have a look at this because this person's positioning themselves as someone who knows their stuff when it comes to marketing. And obviously part of marketing is visibility. And so content is very relevant to visibility because that should be one of the main objectives. So if we think about it as visibility, if someone comes to your page and sees that you've got, you know, 580 likes within 32 minutes, yeah, that's, that looks amazing. Of course you're leading in the market. Now, when I clicked on likes, I didn't bother to scroll down all of them, but let's just say a lot of those likers <laughs> were non-existent accounts, people that had names like 865FBGC, right? Silhouettes, people with block profiles, they bought likes. Yeah. So for me, vanity metrics don't do anything other than swell the ego. And I think this is why we need to tread carefully when we are creating content to be authentic, remain true to who we are, and remember that whether you've got 10 followers or 10,000, you can still monetize your brand. Yeah. You can still make money in your business. It's true. Right? It's true. And, you know, it's it's interesting as well. And, and I'm glad we brought this point up because, you know, most people aren't stupid, especially now, because people want authenticity, right? They want that, you know, uh, I mean, you talk about the fact that, you know, you're outspoken and opinionated. Guess what? People resonate with that opinionated. Yeah. It's the same for me, right? But not everyone is going to. But we're not going to cater towards everyone and everyone. We're not going to please everyone. We don't want to please everyone. Exactly. Um, and I think that is a lot of things that you have to really like, ladies and gents. You know, that's one thing that I, you know, that me and V really kind of see eye to eye on, um, <laughs> which is which is really really important. But um, listen, I know we're coming towards the end and stuff like that. But love to know what you're working on right now. What are you working on right now? And I know that you know from when you started your business, which was eight years ago, which I think was probably around the same time that we first met actually, which is crazy. By the way, I don't endorse you guys to do what V did, which is go and organize events and then go get a piece of paper, right? There's better things to do in this day and age, but I'd love to know yes. what you're working on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. And also you don't want to get caught out by any data protection issues. Having- <laughs> Say exactly that. <laughs> GDPR <laughs> officers coming to knock GDPR. on your door. Yeah, that was, oh but I still got the opt-in tick. I still got the opt-in tick, so it's still all valid info. Um, but yeah, I'm working on quite a few interesting things. I'm actually now being paid in two different communities to coach on social media and online marketing. Nice. Um, I'm also, um, as a 
affiliate, not affiliate, associate of the Chartered Institute of Marketing. I'm actually doing quite a lot in terms of learning new skills now. Nice. Um, I'm a CIM member, but I'm also a postgraduate um, and I've also done my degree, obviously, as you're probably aware, in branding and marketing. So some of the key projects I'm working on now are around specific projects for clients. So I do done for you services and done with you coaching services. So some of my really interesting projects are in collaboration with other people. I've got a really big customer service um, collaboration that's coming up to do with a book launching and a, a big survey. I've got a really big festival coming up that I'm part of. And, you know, there's a lot of events that I've been booked to speak at between now and August next year. So some exciting August this year. So some exciting times ahead. <laughs> yeah. And then I've got my retreat that I'm organizing for 2023, Fantastic. which um, will be amazing. Because I know that you did a lot of... Uh retreats in is it antigua or the caribbean yeah right? yeah yeah i saw yeah, that i'll be back there next year hopefully fingers crossed all good listen yeah. it's been great to catch up after such a long while and i think we've had a lot of fun and i think we've covered a lot of groundwork so just want to say thanks very much i really appreciate today no problem i've enjoyed being here and um, if any of your listeners do want to touch base with me i'm sure you'll have my details in the website but i can be found on the hashtag which is ask i to m for mike there we go so guys if you want to connect with v please do so by checking out her links below uh, and also if you do connect with her on uh, social media or a like please do mention the podcast so she knows exactly where you're where you're coming from that you're not some weird stranger of course off the street but but we generally get those anyway but listen i hope you're uh, hope you've enjoyed today's episode uh make sure that you uh, uh make sure that if you've enjoyed today's episode please do me a favor whether it be a one-star or a five-star review, please do me a favor and leave a, a one or a five-star review below. And we are, I'm externally grateful and appreciated of your great feedback. So thanks very much from me and V, and uh, we'll see you on the, on the next Game Changers experience. Take care, everyone. See you soon. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Game Changers experience. I would be gratefully appreciated if you could leave a good or a bad review. It doesn't matter, one or a five star review, whichever you prefer, on any of the platforms, whether it be on Apple, whether it be on Spotify, Podchaser, etc. And please leave a testimonial or review about our podcast. And if you have enjoyed our podcast, then I look forward to seeing you on the next Game Changers experience. Take care. See you soon.